If I want to be able to be free to be myself, I want to have a space that I know was developed for me. That would have been the physical world as well. And it still is the physical world. And we're going to deal with that as soon as we can get back to travel and such. But like, you know, has a club owner or a party thrower really considered all the needs of the LGBTQ community? Welcome to Queer Hustle, where we talk to the hottest up-and-coming queer entrepreneurs about growing businesses, creating dream lifestyles, and taking care of each other. Your host, Michelle Coyle, sits down to work together to explore what's possible when you approach business with full authenticity. Hey everybody, it's Michelle, and I am here with the illustrious Sarah Massey. I'm very, very excited to talk to her today about all the things that she's been doing and all the cool pivots that she's made in the last couple of months. So Sarah Massey, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello world. I'm Sarah Massey and a bunch of y'all know me from my PR firm, which is Massey Media LLC. And I also started a new project that I'm calling Joy, but it's available at joie.dance. And we built our own platform for hosting basically nightclubs every weekend on the internet, online. It's really, 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 really cool what you have been doing, and I'm so excited to get into all the details of it. Uh, but first, what I'm really interested in chatting about is that you came in with one idea when you started Scaling oh School a couple of months ago, and like one week later, all the, the pandemic stuff happened, and then you had to totally pivot. So why yeah. don't you give a little background of what you were thinking, why you signed up for Scaling School, what your idea was then, and then, and then kind of take us through what happened when uh, the sure. pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, Michelle. And I, I just want to say, say right from the beginning that the scaling school changed my whole mind. I mean, so the moment changed my mind. And then having you all as a resource uh, and the work that we did allowed me to see things completely differently. I don't know that I would have been able to pivot. That's what I want to say. Um, without the school and without this opportunity. So originally, I had been looking at sex positivity. So, you know, public relations marketing, but especially around the sex positive world and especially around travel. <laughs> and my big idea, and you know, you and I sat down together, my big idea was to kind of like look at a queer Yelp for sex positive travel and for even swingers or, you know, polyamory, just kind of outside of the heteronormative kind of traditional marketing world and start marketing especially sex positive travel. And my concept was to move to Amsterdam, which is the sex positive capital of the world, where I have a lot of contacts and develop this new concept for Massey Media. So I've owned this PR firm since 2005 is when I started it. I incorporated it in 2008. And you know, was, that was my big pivot. My pivot was gonna be sex positive travel, uh, marketing, that, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh my goddess, a global pandemic comes and there's no travel. And so now we're two months later after travel really got shut down. And you and I, we were talking in class, well, what is the experience? This was the challenge you gave me. So what is the experience that people are looking for when they travel, especially to a, you know, a sex positive spot like Amsterdam, you know, Amsterdam Pride or Burning Man? Or Folsom Street. So what are they, what are people looking for? And I, you know, went right to exploration and connection, right? So I want to travel to a foreign country because I want to see something new. I want to have that experience of exploration. And I'm doing it inside of my community because I want to know more people in my community, right? Like 
I could go anywhere in the world, but I choose to go somewhere that's going to be LGBTQ focused or sex positive or poly focused um, because I want to meet more people like me. <laughs> okay, well, we can't travel, <laughs> but you know, there's the internet and there's the online world and we can meet and connect with people using the internet. So that's one we're holding, we can hold on to that. And then the second part of what I came up with, uh, which I'm, like I said, is called the joy platform is that people want to have that experience still of exploration. Well, the first events that we started with are called queer dance naked because there's so much exploration and so much fun to be had when you're doing something a little outside the box, like taking off your clothes at a dance party, taking off your clothes at a play party. Maybe you've done that in the past where there was also a dance element. I know I have. And so in doing that, so that's, let's go online, let's do something fun and exploratory. But then the third part is I quickly understood that the kind of traditional platforms were not gonna be excited about my idea because they're much more conservative. For example, Zoom, uh, which is what we're on right now, we're talking, they've instituted artificial intelligence spying on chats that maybe have naked time or nudity. And so we built our own platform. So draw.dance, uh, we have our own platform that looks a lot like this, but acts differently, doesn't allow you to record, and we're certainly not gonna spy on you. So we created something totally different just to give people the experience of safety. Absolutely, and it's, it's one of the coolest ideas I think ever to come out of scaling school. Such a big, and I and I, I have told you this, but like you know, such a uh, so many implications for what we can do with this because so many other people have this need, and now mm -hmm. building a platform that other people can use for different events and things like that. But let's just kind of take it to because a lot of these people that are uh, that are watching this right now, you know, some of them are in our community and very familiar with what we're talking about, and some aren't. Can you right. tell anybody that might not be familiar with this why it's so important for queer people yeah. to have spaces like this to express themselves in this way? Absolutely. And th thank you for reminding me because I work so much and I live so much in the LGBTQ world that sometimes I forget <laughs> that there's a whole big and much larger, actually, uh, population. But so the, the concept around the safety, I think, I think anybody can relate to, right? is that if I want to be able to be free to be myself, I want to have a space that I know was developed for me. And that would have, that would have been the physical world as well. And it still is the physical world. And we're going to deal with that as soon as we can get back to travel and such. But like, you know, has a club owner or a party thrower really considered all the needs of the LGBTQ community? Have, have they considered safety? Have they considered, you know, homophobia, sexism, other aspects that can really creep into an event and make it not safe and make it not fun. People are flawed, we, we mess up, we're, we're not perfect. And so these spaces that I'm really seeking are safe spaces and center queerness. And so that's why these particular set of events, the first set of events that we're doing on our platform are called Queer Dance Naked, because we really want LGBTQ folks, queer folks to know that we're thinking of you, we are you, we're safe for you, and also, there's an aspect of queerness that can benefit the whole population, right? Like those of us who have overcome oppression and marginalization have a lot to teach others. And it's in these LGBTQ spaces where I have learned how to be more free and more liberated. And we have this that we can share. So I don't quiz who comes to our parties at all, right? Because like, if you're attracted to our events, we've thrown uh, six events. If you're attracted to our events, we have something for you. 
I don't care what you, you know, obviously what your gender is or your sexuality is or your relationship dynamics. And I just happen to know that a bunch of people who are not LGBTQ have shown up because I just happen to know them. And they've also responded to me about how happy they are to be in a space where they feel like they can be themselves. So it's really about safety and about expression and ultimately about liberation too in this moment when our bodies are confined. I'm like living in these four walls and I'm only seeing a couple of people in my life on a regular basis. It's wonderful to take off my clothes and be seen and have other people seeing me. Maybe I don't wanna take off my clothes because I'm not into it. I can wear whatever I want. People are encouraged to wear what they want and do what they want at the events and so that are safe and consenting and joyous. So, but it's, it's about who are we gonna be when we come out on the other side as well? So are we gonna go back to homophobia and transphobia, fat phobia, or can we take this time to really think about the world that we wanna live in? And the world I wanna live in um, doesn't spy on people, isn't censoring LGBTQ content, you know, stuff like that. I, I, you're bringing up kind of an interesting point about freedom too. I mean, when we talk about, we're all feeling very confined right now. And obviously, uh, you know, the conditions are pretty oppressive uh, for everyone, you know, a lot, everybody around the world to different degrees, but in an in a, in a unprecedented sense, so many different people feeling this. Talk to me about the need for feeling free <laughs> and what yeah. this does, uh, you know, the need that this fulfills for people that have been, you know, basically living Groundhog Day right now for right. a couple of months. Right. And I'm getting the responses. And Michelle, you know, I should, I would like to share them with you as well, because people telling me that they're experiencing liberation, people, I've never felt this way before. Right. So, so you've been, so somebody's been living their life, I guess, made around 40 years on the planet. They never felt like they could be free to take off their clothes. So they took this opportunity that they knew that I was creating and they went for it and they're like, oh my gosh, I've never even experienced this before ever. And now I can do this and now I can be online. So for me as an activist, I, you know, it's probably coming across, I'm a social justice activist. That's super important to me that we have that taste of liberation so that we can keep pushing for it. So if we can't even touch it and we don't even know what it looks like, how, how do we get to, how do we push for it? At this time when it's really important to push like the societal pressure is pushing us down well just by because it has to right because we all have to stay away from each other but that's really oppressive so if i don't have a taste of liberation and freedom am i going to fight against what could be even worse oppression could be an oppressive government comes in and takes over because they can because everybody's at home um and so there's that aspect of it and then there's just like the really personal individual if i can't have a moment where I'm enjoying my body in a time when I'm scared and I'm physically scared, and my body is scared, am I, am I gonna be able to be resilient? And that's something I've learned also. It's the intersection of the art and the activism that creates that resiliency. Mm -hmm. And so let me tell you, Sunday morning when I wake up after my events, I am like, okay, we got this. We're gonna get over COVID-19 and we're gonna save the planet and we're gonna employ a whole bunch of people and I, <laughs> and I feel good, I feel good. Regardless of whether I took off my clothes, I always dance around and I watch what's happening on the screen, I monitor, but I always just feel great that like 20, 30 people got together and had a great time at a time when it's really hard to have a good time. What a beautiful gift to give to people and in a way that is going to be able to scale up exponentially as you start to allow other people to host parties on the platform now, it's not just these 30 people in the party you threw, but mm -hmm. hundreds or thousands of people. Really, really cool. And one of my favorite things about how this came together, too, is that we, you know, we're sitting in scaling school with other people that were in scaling school, 
and it came about collaboratively. So, you know, we yeah. do in scaling school, we do group meetings every week and we're all kind of talking through everybody's uh, issues that week. And so Sarah Massey and I were having this discussion and then Riley pops up and says, oh, I can build that, you know? And so shout out to Riley and, and Cloud, Cloudwing. We'll just get that Riley for him. Uh, but for him to say, I actually can, can build this and for this to, to see the two of you collaborate while you were there. Talk to us about that I and mean, how that felt. You know, now we're talking about it too. I think it might've been our very first homework class that I got on and I was like, y'all, I'm in trouble because I have been researching sex positivity for a year. I've been thinking about, you know, pivoting my company to do travel and sex positivity. And then you gave the challenge question, well, what are people looking for? And then when we started talking about the platform and immediately I realized that I needed something to not be in the, in this box because where I'm going is outside the box and I needed to, but I didn't even know that you could do that. I, I really did not know. So, you know, I don't want to like expose myself as not being the tech genius that I'm going to be when I'm, you know, running a huge platform, but I'm a marketer, but you know, so I didn't know how easy it would be or how it could be. And then, so to have Riley say, I believe I can build this for you. And I believe that we can create something and have another person who's an entrepreneur, who is, whose clients are similar to mine, who really understand what it means to facilitate, you know, development, especially in the queer world, boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I own an invention. <laughs> like to me, it's also been really inspiring to say, okay, we've created something that is real that we, that we can use. And we're now we're selling tickets to come to our events. And yes, I want to be in a position that other folks who want to come onto the platform and license, right? Like we're licensing this technology right now but license the tech so that they can have the experience that they deserve and want. I don't like the idea of these mega corporations telling me how I can live my life. I'm an adult. And if I want to take off my clothes and dance to Prince, I should be allowed to. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and you are, and I, and I am it. on my platform <laughs> and on your own thing. And like so much entrepreneurship comes from there's this thing that I want and it doesn't exist and I bet other people want it too. And of course we want to make sure other people want it too. We don't just want to do it because we want it, but like some of the best coolest ideas come out of here's a need that's not being met. Here's how I think I can meet it. And let's make that, you know, let's marry those two things together. And you've done that so, so beautifully. So, you know, a lot of people watch these videos because they're interested in working with us. They're interested that's, in doing scaling school. They should be. And they call, <laughs> thank you. Uh, they call us up and they say, uh, it sounds great, but you're a stranger from the internet. And can I please uh, have five phone numbers for your clients? And I say, no, they would be really mad at me if I gave out their phone numbers, but you can watch the video. So they're, you know, they might be watching this video. What would you say to somebody who's on the fence about doing it yeah. about your experience? Well, I mean, first of all, I felt really confident through our conversation, Michelle, that you know, you've, you've known me for years in different ways. We've both been in business for a long time in the Washington DC area. And you treated me as I would expect as a smart business person, you know, is Sarah Massey in a position to make the pivots that she needs to do to make her company grow. And so that was a really important conversation. And it, and it just facilitated my ability to say to myself, am I ready to do something like that? Am I ready to take a uh, significant leap and make a a new investment in myself and in my company. So that was just great. So I had the confidence that you understood where I was coming from and then I was the right fit. And then I don't know 
how people or how companies, I mean, I think in this moment, this particular moment, there is nothing better than going to a school and, you know, going with a whole cohort who can say, this is how to pivot and this is how we have to pivot and this is what we're going to do in this moment, right? Because a lot of businesses of a particular type of model are not going to be able to do the business that they need that they want to do. And then we don't know when, right? So my idea around sex positive travel and marketing, I cannot do that right now. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that. I do hope to come back to that concept after I've built this great platform, engaged a ton of people on it, um, created events and offerings and you know all of that. And then when the in real life world opens again, we can then add that to our offerings, right? We can, we can figure out how to add that as well. We can be a mega media corporation, by the way. I know. <laughs> like that's, that's where I'm going. And so I think like, and that, so the, the eight weeks in the coursework really for me was about accessing, you know, you're, you've got the masters in business at, at all different levels and really accessing what that means uh, for how do I grow into the economic sustainability that I need, that I want. And I, I don't know if I could have done that without you. And I know I couldn't have, especially in this moment, like to have gone from, oh, my business is a travel business to, oh my gosh, there's no travel. If I hadn't had you, I don't know that I would have been able to turn this around in this way. And now, so I probably would have been able to, you know, th throw queer <laughs> dance naked parties, but I wouldn't have then known, well, do other people want to do that? And are they going to come onto my platform? And how am I going to make money at it? Um, and how am I going to grow and sustain the community? That's what I really want to do as well, sustain our community. Absolutely. And, and and we're so proud of what you've done. It's been so wonderful to watch and uh, and be a part of. It's so exciting. And you're the exact type of person that we like to work with, which are people who have a social miss, a mission and, you know, a social justice angle to what they're doing. You know, I, I will tell people sometimes I'm just, I'm not interested in just helping whoever get rich, somebody that just wants to line their wrist with Rolexes or whatever, like they can <laughs> figure out how to do that. And that's, I, there's nothing wrong with it. That's fine. Um, but my mission in life is to help people who are going to have some kind of social impact with their work and to help those types of people, yes, get rich so that you can turn around and have a greater impact because the more resources go to people like you, the greater community impact that we can have and the more that you're giving back. So I'm it, convinced. It's been a shining example of that for us. Well, I'm also convinced and I, you know, folks also know me from the nonprofit world and real, I'm really, really interested in showing that the market also wants social change. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm really interested in. It's like, okay, so we can do social change with nonprofits and we can do social change in these other ways, but can the market actually support a social change business? Uh, I believe that it can. I believe that there's a ton of money that people want to spend with queer businesses yes. with that have a social mission. And it's up to us, the entrepreneurs and the visionaries, to get out there and make those offerings. And then when we grow, we're going to incorporate as a, as a B corporation, as a triple bottom line business, because I also want to prove that, right? I want to prove like you can absolutely make a good living for yourself and your family and your community and employ people and benefit the environment and <laughs> benefit the workers. I know it's doable. I just need to get out here and get more time. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. It's, Such it's a beautiful. A we're selling tickets and we're you know, and that's the beginning. Here we go. Here we go. Tickets are on sale. We're selling tickets. Such an awesome example too of somebody that is saying, I'm going to use the relative privilege that I have 
to benefit the wider community because I am a person who can step up and go out and do this and put myself out there publicly and say, this is what I'm doing for other people that might not feel as comfortable doing that. I'm going to create a space where we can all be free and we can all express ourselves. And I think that is beautiful and I love it so much and it makes me so, so happy. So thank you so much for doing this with us and for sharing your light and joy with everybody uh, and your brilliance. I know you're inspiring to so many people that are watching this uh, and you inspire me every single day. So it's just been a pleasure working with you. Bye, everybody. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Queer Hustle. To read the full show notes for this episode, which include a summary, timestamps, and any links mentioned in this episode, please visit michellecoyle.com slash podcast. There, you'll find the information from this episode and any past episodes. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com slash queerhustle. Until we meet again next week, go out there and let it shine.